The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And we have a very special guest today. Her name is Becky Blades. She's an entrepreneur, an artist, a strategist, mentor, civic leader, arts advocate, and an author on creative, adventurous living. And as you can tell from all the things that I've named that she's done, she has led a creative, adventurous life. She's the author and illustrator of an upcoming book called Do Your Laundry or You'll Die Alone, Advice Your Mom Would Give You If She Thought You Were Listening. It's a lighthearted book that counsels young women who are coming of age, and that's due out what, in about a week, April 1st? April 1st, April Fool's Day. Oh, that (laughs) makes it even better. So she's started a number of different companies. Her first was Blades & Associates in 1990, and she merged that with Trizolo Communications Group in 2003. Since then, she's launched additional businesses, which we're also going to talk about today. And she serves on two corporate boards, is an angel investor, and is chair of the board of Arts KC, which is is the Regional Arts Council in Kansas City, and she supports the art infrastructure and individual artists in that role throughout the five-county area. Welcome to the show today. Thank you, Kelly. I'm glad to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to hear about this book. You were telling me about this book several months ago, and now I've had a chance to read it. Uh, Do Your Laundry or Your Die Alone, where did you come up with that title? Well, it was a cheap scare tactic to get my daughter to read an email. It was actually the subject line of a very long email I sent to her her second day in college, I think. Mm -hmm. It started as uh, that letter, which started as a journal entry, uh, which started the first day of her senior year of high school. Uh, It was one of those mornings where, you know, my grown kids head off to school. I have two daughters. Mm -hmm. One was starting her freshman year of high school and one was starting her senior year. And um, after they got out of the house, I had a wonderful little wistful moment about um, the tick-tock of the parental clock, realizing she had one more year with me. Um, I walked up to her room, looked in the room, you know, expecting to be washed over by memories and was practically attacked by the laundry. (laughs) Oh, I can still identify. (laughs) Can you? Absolutely. Uh, uh, And, I, I, you know, that was just the beginning of, for me, a process of realizing uh, I thought I still had work to do. The ship had really sailed. But for me, I thought this is not my best work. This is, of all the things I've started, uh, this one may not finish well. i got to get <laughs> with it. I've got some things to teach her. She doesn't know what's important. Um, so I started writing down advice. Some of it uh, tongue-in-cheek, some of it very serious, all of it heartfelt things that I think women should know as they mm-hmm. take on the world. Yeah, and, and you do have a lot of good advice, and I want to get to that too. But first, I want to talk a little bit about you. As I mentioned, you're an entrepreneur, a business investor, an artist. Um, how do you 
and, and mother. Uh, how mm-hmm. do you um, juggle all of those roles and be successful yourself? And the reason I want to set that up is because typically people can't give good advice unless they have made, been able to manage the stuff themselves. So how have you been able to combine all these, stay successful, and then be able to pass along everything you've learned? Well, first of all, it's it's kind of do as you say, not as you do <laughs> in parenting. It, it, just because we don't do it doesn't keep us from trying to get our kids to do it. So yeah. I don't know how so successful I am um, at some of the advice in this book. Uh, I think for me, juggling is part of the joy of life. I, I My motto is start more than you can finish mm-hmm. because uh, starting and creating is the joy of living every day. Um, I I don't do everything at once. I com- try to compartmentalize whether it's business or artwork or writing a book or um, parenting. You, you can uh, multitasking is is not really a thing, as my kids say. <laughs> That's not really a thing. You can't really do that. Mm-hmm. You can do one thing at a time. And you can revisit things um, over and over. Yeah. So even when you're multitasking, even if it's for nanoseconds, your attention is being pulled to this and to this. And so you you really are giving everything one piece of your attention at a time, even if you think you are multitasking. Exactly. Um, with the exception of the laundry, you can put a load in the dryer and write an email or yell at your kids. You can do those things at the same time. Yeah, everything comes back to the laundry. What intrigues me, though, is you have coined a term called stardust, and that's what you call yourself. What do you mean by that? Well, just as you had difficulty listing the things that I do or have done, um, I'm old, so I've started a lot. Not of hardly. <laughs> Uh, Well, when I sold my first business, I remember uh, being asked what I was doing now, you know, and I was uh, like you, Kelly, in this entrepreneurial infrastructure in Kansas City. So a lot of my friends were entrepreneurs, and a lot of people are serial entrepreneurs. After they get done with one thing, they start another. Well, I did start some other things, but they weren't necessarily businesses right away. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they were, I started some micro businesses, like a a little tour company and a real estate company. Um, But what I was really doing were all of the things that I enjoyed doing creatively. I started an art career. Mm -hmm. I I started writing poetry. Um, And I know a lot of people who live those kinds of lives as well. So I was just trying to come up with a word that described what my portfolio lifestyle was. And um, as I said, I I like starting better than finishing. So I came up with the term stardust. Well, and how convenient that uh, stardust, which starting things, has the word art right in the center of it. And you always capitalize that. So the emphasis on the art. Yeah. So, So art in the traditional sense. And I guess the art of starting, too, which it sounds like you've mastered. So. I, I haven't mastered. I've, I've mastered um, championing it. I mm-hmm. think. I, I think, um, and and being involved with the arts community in Kansas City have become a, a big believer in the fact that artists and entrepreneurs have much in common. That you can't be an artist without being an entrepreneur, and you can't be an entrepreneur without being very creative Definitely. in your approach to business. Absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to be talking more about the book itself, Do Your Laundry or You'll Die Alone. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. 
You're progressing in your career, but at a pace that feels slow. You're ready to make great strides and invest in yourself. With your work and home schedule, how do you accomplish this? The Executive MBA program at Benedictine College, Kansas City's only one-year executive MBA program, is the answer. The competency gained and character built are outcomes that are of immediate and future value regardless of your future path. Go to benedictine.edu slash EMBA. Hey, this is Dan Stahl. And this is Bill Brelsford. And we We are are the the Sales and Marketing Marketing Answer Men. Do you ever have a question about sales or marketing and you don't know where to go? Well, we're here to tell you where to go. In a good way, of course, for all your sales and marketing questions. Tune in Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. on Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And we're visiting here this morning with Becky Blade. She's the author of an upcoming book called Do Your Laundry or You'll Die Alone. And she, in the first part of the show, she gave us the reasoning for why she started the book. Uh, really not reasoning, but I guess inspiration for why you started the book <laughs> with your daughter um, getting ready to go off to college and Let's talk about the book itself. Um, first of all, the need to write it. I know that it's a very personal endeavor for you because of your daughters, but just beyond that, it could have stayed as an email. It could have stayed as just a private little uh, thing that you wrote for your daughters, but it actually has legs and a broader message. Why do you think that is? Do you think that something with the generation of kids these days, that there's certain things that they absolutely have to be told that they're not picking up. What is what is that? I think that is part of it. I think every generation has its uh, learnings. M- mothers and the motherly voice plays a big part in mm-hmm. who we are and how we're raised. My my husband's southern, and he calls them home learnings. You know, <laughs> if someone misbehaves in public, he he will say in his southern voice, "That person just doesn't have good home learnings." <laughs> so when my daughters we're going out the door. I, I was. I always thought to myself, now do they have good home learnings? But I think this generation uh, has a lot of voices talking to them besides yes. their mother's voices. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've I read numbers like five and six thousand messages bombarding them a day. Um, I read recently that young women, particularly because they're more media connected, spend seven hours a day connected to media, like truly connected to their cell phones, to Facebook. Um, So if those are the voices we're competing with, we have a lot Mm -hmm. of competition because those aren't necessarily curated voices. (laughs) That's a great word to use with it. They're growing on your art background there. But, yeah, that's true, curated voices. And and sometimes the the voice of wisdom gets drowned out. Exactly. You put it right in front of their face. Right, and you have to. We have to repeat. We have to. Um, in, in my case, with the book, I wrote things that I had maybe said, mm-hmm. but that I wanted to be absolutely sure were recorded, mm-hmm. documented, that I could have no excuse 
or they could have no excuse for saying that they hadn't heard them. Right. And just with any kind of communication, you have to know your audience. You have to know how to reach them. Hence the title for me, Do Your Mm -hmm. Laundry or You'll Die Alone. It was a subject line that my daughter read. (laughs) And then later, after it became a book, I had a different title on it. And my daughter said, Mom, if you want people to read it, you need to put uh, the same subject line Mm -hmm. on it. Um, oh, it works. <laughs> it does get your attention. <laughs> and it was, you know, she, part of the reason for writing it also was that she challenged me. And I think this, you know, kind of goes back to the, the Stardustry story mm-hmm. that um, I, we should never be afraid to start things. Um, everybody wants to do a book. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people do. And it's a joke in our family uh, that a lot of people talk about writing books and they never write them. Mm-hmm. And this was a letter. It was already kind of down. And my daughter wrote back and challenged me to make it a book. She said, Mom, you're always telling us to get our creative work out there. This is better than some of the things I see in bookstores. You have your art. Put them together. Make it a book. Have it done by the time Tess graduates from high school. So when your children are watching, (laughs) you'll do things that maybe you wouldn't ordinarily do. So um, then I had to take, when I realized it was going to be a book, I had to step back and take some of the personal references out of it mm-hmm. and, and really think more broadly about what uh, all young women need to hear. Right. And and again, you have that broader reach, but you were talking about, you've been talking quite a bit about starting things. In fact, one of the pieces of advice that you give is don't put off starting something just because you won't have time to finish it. Why do you say that? If you're not going to have time to finish it, why start it? Because starting is a place of energy that can create so many other things. How many businesses do we know that started as one thing and turned out as something else? Oh, definitely. Lots of those out there. Right. So if you don't start, if you don't push that ignition switch when the time is right, Mm -hmm. You don't know what's not going to happen. But one thing is definitely going to happen if you don't start it. Right. <laughs> it won't happen. Absolutely, that's true. And you were talking about the blitz of messages that we get, that our children get every single day. And you have said that one of the most important entries in your book is number 140, which is pocket your cell phone during meals. Of all the pieces of advice you gave in that <laughs> book, why is that one the most important? Oh, it's maybe not the most important. It's just the one that gets my goat. And I think this generation is is at a crossroads of of deciding etiquette with these mm-hmm. devices. Mm-hmm. And for our family, I think for a lot of families out there, uh, we just need that rule that if, if we're going to sit down and break bread together, um, I think it should be a rule in offices. Uh, and I'll go ahead and read the entry. It says, pocket your cell phone during meals. If you're eating alone, it's your call. But if you're dining with others, your call is a slap in their face. Mm -hmm. Even looking at your phone is rude. Turn it off. Don't answer it if it rings. Put it away. I mean, can we not do this for an hour? Right. (laughs) There's data to suggest that uh, families that dine together, kids that have Mm -hmm. dinner with their parents, have all these better behaviors and success scores. Well, I think those numbers are going to shift if everybody sits there with their cell phones. Oh, Just I, a theory. No, no, <laughs> I, I could see that too. Interestingly, as I was reading your book, a lot of the advice that you gave to the daughters out there, 
it also applies to businesses, and and the cell phone is a perfect one. I cannot tell you how many meetings I'm I've been in, and occasionally I've been guilty of this myself. I really try not to, but um, people are sitting there doing anything but listening to who's ever speaking at the meeting. They're checking emails, they're posting on Facebook, or doing whatever. And um, in in a business situation too, you need to put them away. Mm-hmm. Just put them away. And I don't know, Kelly. I think I think this maybe warrants a whole show sometime because we're we're called on to do social media, for example. Right. You know, I've been in in big crowds where people are encouraged to tweet about the conference, right. the speaker that they're hearing. I still think it feels rude to look out as a speaker and see people tapping into their laps. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not fooling <laughs> anybody either when you put the napkin right, over. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> not fooling anybody. And actually, a speaker told me the other day, it's it's very disconcerting to come off the stage and see this Twitter feed um, of people tweeting before you even got your first mm-hmm. three sentences out. So I think we have to figure out etiquette with this new world. And if uh, if you've heard speakers on etiquette, for example, we learned that one of the reasons for manners and etiquette is just to make everyone feel comfortable. So now that we have all this access to information, are we making people feel comfortable mm-hmm. by the way we use it? Um, I'm going to go on the record suggesting right now that people don't put their phones on the top of the meeting table when we're having a meeting, even if it's on vibrate. Right, That's because even, then it sits and it bounces all over the table and everybody's looking at it anyway because their pins are jumping. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's more distracting than somebody's phone buzzing in their purse or ringing yes. in their purse. Right. We'll figure it out. We, we will. As with anything, we will. Uh, and we won't even get into some of the situations that communication via these devices um, has created in the high school, some of the really bad things that have happened. Uh, we just don't have time to get into no. that. Uh. But but another one that you really like uh, that you, you've noted as one of your uh, pieces of advice that everybody should do is to take flying lessons. Okay, I'm really, first of all, you pilot, right? Yes. Okay. I fly all the time. I'm scared to death of flying. So to, to tell me that I should pilot or fly, you know, take flying lessons, why? Oh, I, I don't know if you're deathly afraid if you should do it. But it was one of the things that I learned to do that um, put me in touch with so many different parts of myself. I'm not, I'm, I'm not that side of the brain. I learned to fly initially because I had clients in the aviation business, mm-hmm. and I was a young woman, mm-hmm. and I did not... I didn't like not having a ticket to the conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I learned, especially for an entrepreneur, it is rife with so many metaphors. Um, if you really study the the physics of flight, uh, you realize, you know, when a, when a plane is moving forward and it's built a certain way, it cannot stay on the ground. That lift is something that really happens mm-hmm. in, in physics. And uh, businesses feel that way. When your business starts flying, you can almost not bring it down. You mm-hmm. almost have to work hard <laughs> to nose it down. Sure. And, and it has to do with how it was constructed. There's there's another metaphor um, in navigation, uh, and this speaks to stardustry. Navigation instruments don't tell you necessarily how to get somewhere. It tell, they tell you when you're off course. Mm-hmm. But you have to be in motion 
for them to work. So you have to be moving, you have to have started, you have to be going in one direction to know how to correct and go in the right direction. Um, so if, if you've been an entrepreneurial mentor, you know mm-hmm. that it, it's hard to uh, help someone when they're immobilized. Right. So right. anyway, that's, that's no, a long per- answer no, for why take flying lessons. It's a perfect <laughs> analogy for life, for business, for, for any situation. And the whole thing about the lift, and it all just takes on a life of its own once you get that momentum going. Great analogy. Now, your book, it covers so many different topics, uh, all of them relevant, especially to uh, girls, young women who are at the age that our daughters are. But some of them are so diverse. I mean, nepotism, birth control, distracted driving, grammar even. Uh, But you also discuss, uh, as I said, business and personal finance and career strategy. Uh, What are some of your favorites from those areas? Well, a a popular favorite is a... um a bad attitude makes your butt look big, which you know kind of gets <laughs> how some attention. Is that? <laughs> well, anything uh, attitude is unattractive, mm-hmm. and it's probably more unattractive than your wardrobe choice sometimes. So, um, you know, interspersed with little mini essays on things like cell phones or forgiveness are little comments like that that really I think we need to sprinkle in when we're talking to young people. It's the whole short attention span challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, be a vegan if you want to, but don't make everyone else suffer oh, for it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and my vegan friends say that's okay because, you know, so, sometimes they take take themselves too seriously. Um, I like uh, a couple that talk about things breaking. We don't realize when we're young that you need to plan on things wearing out or breaking. One of the hardest parts of growing up is realizing that uh, things break. Don't let it derail you, the book says. Fix what you can and accept what you can't mm-hmm. and save the broken pieces just in case. <laughs> exactly. You know, my mom used to always say that if you get the washer fixed, the dryer will break. And you just have to accept that as something that happens in life or if you don't you're going to constantly be frustrated <laughs> right and when you start a little business uh, when you start a business small you plan for all those things and you really don't plan for the wearing out or the obsolescence of right. technology and it's not so much you have to be possessed by it but don't be surprised by it there you go one of my favorite and i think is very in reading your book and uh, i think it's very relevant to uh, both our daughters as well as to the business community, is the message is the message that's received. Talk to us about oh, that one. Amen. I think I learned that in journalism school, um, that uh, sometimes the message received is just how loud you are. <laughs> people don't people don't really hear the words. Mm-hmm. They hear, oh, here's a loud person that wants something. <laughs> right. Um, but we often get angry with people for not hearing what we said because we said it we took three pages to say it in a long boring email mm-hmm. well it's not their fault the message is the the message received from a long boring email is that this company doesn't know what it doesn't know what it's focused on exactly um so it just puts the responsibility on communicators and on on brands for example and companies to say um, you need to listen to your customers to know if they heard you and mm-hmm. if they didn't hear you, find out how to make mm-hmm. them listen. And you know, when you're when you're talking to kids, it's a little different. Um, yes. you know, your kids get your kids get mad if they 
aren't heard, but they haven't quite learned that communication is a very and now increasingly complex science. Absolutely. Let's talk for in just a, about the minute that we have left. You have your own art mixed throughout the book. So tell us a little bit about your art. I do mixed media art, which is using materials like paper and fabric, lace, and in a lot of cases with paint. I started doing uh, about 36 by 24 inch paintings about 10 years ago after a little um, binge of going to France. And um, so I had this I had this work. My work is sold at the Leopold Gallery in Kansas City in Brookside. Um, and when the book came about, uh, I still had a lot of these images laying around, and they they seemed really fitting for some of the some of the comments in the book. Yeah, and and it it just adds to the book, totally enhances it, and very colorful. That's what what Thank I really you. enjoyed about it. So, if someone would like to get a copy of your book or even find out more about you, Becky, where would they go? Um, they can go to laundryordie.com. That's the website for the book, and you can order it all the online p- places, Barnes and Noble. Um, if you're in Kansas City, Rainy Day Books oh, great. Uh, great ha- has it. Mm-hmm. Get, they got it uh, early, kind of testing the market, and they also have autographed copies in stock. Okay, so all of you Kansas City uh, people in the audience, make sure you go out and support Vivian Jennings and Becky Blades by getting it at Rainy Day Books. So lots of different sources. Best of luck with the book, Becky. Thanks for stopping by and taking the time to tell us about it. And uh, lots of young women out there that I'm sure are going to be looking back when their daughters get older <laughs> and saying, you have to have this book now and pass it along. I hope so. <laughs> I think Thank it'll you, happen. Kelly. And if you'd like to learn how to grow your business, please visit us at www.ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.